why the woman that rides the beast? You know, like, who is this person? We've heard that it's the Vatican or it's mm-hmm. New York City or Las Vegas or you, you pick your sinful place and that's supposed to be the woman that rides the beast. But it just didn't make sense. And as I, I started going into uh, other things, I was like, wait, there's something here. We have a woman that's riding the beast. The woman is Inanna. She's the queen of heaven. And she is the lure, right? She's the lure to the fish, right? The fish isn't going to bite the hook unless there's a good reason to bite it. Something that looks like food, something that could satisfy you, right? And that's why the fish bites the hook. But once the fish is on the hook, you don't need the lure anymore because you got the fish. And and that's what Inanna is all about, this Inanna or Ishtar. She's the woman that rides the beast. She can be any pleasure you want, whether it's money, power, position, fame, sex, she, she can do it all. Who are these, who are these characters in the book of Revelation? I mean, we've always known that the dragon is Satan, but why is he called the dragon? You know, and why is he a red dragon? You know, why does he have seven heads and 10 horns? Uh, Is, you know, was God like, I'm just going to make it really weird so that they can you know, they'll see these visions and people will be confused forever. Or was there a reason? Do we find something in the ancient world that really decodes these seven heads and the 10 horns? Well, sure enough, we do. When you go back to ancient Sumer, which is the land of Shinar, which is where Inanna comes from, then you find that Enlil, he's wearing a crown with 10 horns on it. You find that there is a representation of Nimrod or Ninurta, and he is slaying a dragon with seven heads, and that becomes one of his symbols. Um, we just—it goes on and on. There's just so many symbols that are that are are identified for us in the, in the land of ancient Sumer. You know, is this creature that had the torso of a man, of course, the body of a horse. It had wings. Uh, in some cases, it, it may have had uh, talons like on an eagle. Uh, sometimes it's kind of depicted as a lion body. But then it also has uh, a man's head and a lion's head. It has a scorpion's tail and it has a serpent head phallus. You're like, whoa, wait a second. What is This creature is exactly what John was looking at in Revelation chapter 9. And these were apparently the hordes that are that reside in the underworld in Hades. And, you know, they're presumably going to come out. In fact, that's what people in the first century were expecting. They were uh, expecting the gates of Hades to open up at any moment. As Satan was using him, he was using Nimrod as his avatar. He was allowing him to... Uh, have these skills and abilities and all this power because really what satan was doing was just completely using him as his avatar as his agent but not from afar but probably dwelling inside of him and possessing him and even mingling with him there's a interesting article that came out in 2019 about a guy named chris out of reno nevada and he had leukemia and he needed a bone marrow transplant. And so a nice person in Germany 
uh, made a donation and they were following Chris for a while. This, um, uh, this uh, laboratory was following him and um, he had some you know, friends that worked in forensics and so they were kind of following him to see what was going to happen, you know? Well, it turns out that his, the DNA in his blood was no longer his own. And then they checked his sperm and that was no longer his own, but it was actually that of his German donor. <laughs> and it's pretty wild when you think about it right here, you know, if he's to sire children, they would not genetically be his. And that's wild to think about, you know? So Nimrod or Ninurta is the God of the dead. He's the God of the underworld. And he's the one that was, is not in John's day. And then he will be, and he will ascend in the last days. So, I mean, it, it was something that, again, I had to dig really deep to try to understand, okay, where is all this coming from? Because otherwise it just sounds like John was, you know, smoking something that he shouldn't have been smoking. And, you know, he was just, you know, having a pretty weird you know, trip, right? But um, it, it's a trip, all right, but it's, it, it's nothing to do with drugs. This has to do with what was in the past, and then we have essentially forgotten it for a couple thousand years because it's literally been buried. It's been buried underneath the sand. <laughs> it's a very yeah. big dude. He was about 5,000 pounds. I mean, you know, so if you weigh 5,000 pounds, um, you know, if an average lion weighs 400 pounds, you know, that's equivalent to holding a, a, a you know, a cat or a chihuahua or something like that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's entirely conceivable that you could, you could hold, uh, you know, a 400 pound creature if you're that big. God opens up all the seals. When he opens up all the seals at the very end, the seventh seal, he says, the kingdoms of this world have now become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. So when he finishes opening this thing, he now takes full possession and ownership of planet earth. And how did he do it? Through the cross. That's what was necessary to purchase back the authority of planet Earth. 